the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. King Asa and the kingdom of Judah is in great trouble. Now, Asa inherited his father's kingdom. He was the king God employed to establish his lordship to the inhabitants of Judah. God wanted Judah to know that there is only one God. Peace prevailed for the first 10 years of Asa's reign. Now, Asa's army was 300,000 strong. They were armed with spears and swords. From the Benjaminite army, the men numbered 280,000. Both armies were valiant men. They were brave and they were well trained for war. Asa had confidence in his military force. But the day of trouble arrives. An army from Ethiopia with one million men and 300 chariots outnumbering Judah comes to attack. They were overwhelmingly outnumbered. What would King Asa do now? He knew he could not win. All odds were against him. If he counted on flesh and blood and the bravery of his men, this could result in devastation, possibly loss of the entire kingdom and the loss of all of his men, their lives. King Asa knew he could not depend on the arm of flesh. King Asa's men did as he commanded. They marched out to war against the one million soldiers. And the king turned to the Lord. He cried out, no one can help us. Here we are. We're powerless against this mighty army. Help us, Lord, our God. We put our trust in you, only you to save us. And in your name, we attack this great army. Don't let mortal men defeat you, Lord. King Asa was drawing God into his prayer. He reminded God his reputation was at stake. He said, don't let these mere men defeat you. My goodness. The Lord overcame the Ethiopians. King Asa and the army of Judah took the victory. The Ethiopians ran for their lives. The army of Judah chased them until the whole army, the entire force from Ethiopia, one million was wiped out. Not one man was left for the Lord and his army killed them all. Then the soldiers of Judah 
carried off the spoils. They took a large amount of the plunder. They carried off the riches that were left behind. When we face the enemy forces and it seems we cannot overtake them, then what do we do? Turn to the Lord, child of God, like King Asa, trusting in the name of the Lord. The army of Judah invaded the enemy's camp and they took the spoils. A wealth transfer happened that day through prayer. So let no one boast of men, for all things are yours. 1 Corinthians 3.21 Money is God's property. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord Almighty. Haggai 2 and 8. And though it may fall into unrighteous hands for a short while, God who is righteous and just brings it back to its proper use. And the riches are given to the righteous they inherit the wealth of the wicked. When the army of one million appeared to bear down on them, King Asa sought God in prayer. What are you facing? Is there a great dilemma before you? Is there an important decision that you must make? Is it as though an army is rushing against you with a mighty force? Turn to the Lord. Rush into his arms for as soon as you do, he will grab you with his left arm and his right arm of righteousness. He will take the victory. I said he will win on your behalf. Somebody shout for me today. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks find and to him who knocks, the door shall be open. Matthew 7, 7. This is the unchanging law of prayer. It is immutable. It is established. It cannot be changed. You can count on the word of God. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door shall be open. Go to the Lord in prayer and pour out your heart. Don't let him go. Until he blesses you. Step into the spirit realm. And that's the title of our lesson today. Step into the spirit realm. Be like King Asa. Pray. And God will step in and utterly destroy the powers of darkness that are coming against you. For you wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities. You wrestle against powers and rulers of darkness and high places. Step into the power of the spirit realm. King David was king of Israel for 40 years. Never had Israel known such a time as peace as its reign under David. When David faced adverse circumstances, he prayed. He worshiped God. David used praise as a weapon against the enemy. In Psalms 86, David is desperate. Let's watch how he prays. This is a prayer of David, Psalm 86. Lord, listen to me and answer me. I am poor and helpless. Protect me because I worship you. My God, save me your servant who trusts in you. Lord, have mercy on me because I call to you all day. Give happiness to me, your servant, because I give my life to you. David is humbling himself. Under the mighty hand of God. And you know what the Bible says? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. 
David continues, Lord, you are kind and forgiving and have great love for those who call to you. Now he's telling God of his greatness, how wonderful he is. Lord, hear my prayer and listen to me. When I ask for mercy, I call to you in times of trouble because you will answer me. Lord, there is no God like you and no works like your works. Lord, all the nations you have made will come and worship you. They will honor you. You are great and you do miracles. Only you are God. David meditated on the things God had done in his circumstances in the past. Everything God did, he would mention to him. He said, you're this and you're that. He's telling him, you're so great. You're so wonderful. You're loving. He's saying, you're this and you're that. He's talking to God. He's wooing God. Old people used to say when I was a kid, when difficult circumstances arise, be like David. Look back on all that God has done for you, praising him. And as you look back in praise, your heart will rise in faith. Now look at your future and thank him. Then the mountain that you are facing will disappear. Praising him for his goodness that he's done and all that he is going to do. As you meditate on the goodness of God, mountains will disappear. When you tap into the faith, the mountain before you must go. Think on the example of what God has done for you. You know, I look back in my own life and sometimes I have to thank him when he saved my life on a dark night in the middle of the freeway. And I thank God that he saved my life in an accident. And I just I praise him and thank him for that night that he saved my life and the life of my child. And I, I think back and and I begin to think as David did. And I tell God how great he is and how wonderful he is and how much I love him and appreciate him for what he has done. Oh, my God. And the spirit of the Lord rises up and the mountain that's before me diminishes. Jesus made a request of God. The Bible says, then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. So he's talking to God first and he reminds God, you know, I I know that you always hear me and I thank you that you always hear me. And then Jesus makes a power move After he talks to God, the Bible says, and when he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off his grave clothes and let him go. Then Jesus commanded Lazarus to rise up. Oh, my goodness. God's greatest gift. One of his greatest gifts to us is praise. Because when we praise, we've already won. Sometimes people just get trapped. We get trapped in our situation. And our situation is so big. It is a mountain before us. But God has given us the presence of the Holy Spirit within us. And when we praise him, then There is victory when I feel trapped and I don't know what to pray and I can't seem to turn to the left or to the right and see the way out of the situation. I begin to sing 
And when I begin to sing, the windows of heaven open and the presence of God becomes evident. The presence of God comes in and it encompasses me round about. The presence of God changes everything because it is the anointing that breaks the yokes of bondage. Oh, my goodness. The same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same power that moved forth and intruded into the tomb, crushing death, shook the earth, causing a great earthquake, lifting Christ, a holy one from death. This same power lives within you, child of God within your heart. He gave you that same power within you. When you were delivered from trespasses and sin, because once you were dead, but now you are alive and you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, second Corinthians three, eight. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God, We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That power lives in you, Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. This gives you the assurance of sharing his glory. First Thessalonians 1, 27 Christ has made this glory sure to you by dwelling within you. You are the hope of his glory shining forth into many lives, giving light to the earth. As Christ is a light to heaven, you are his light now upon the earth. His glory shining forth through you. You are illuminating the way for others, for you are the light of the world. The presence of God lives in you. This is how you became the hope of his glory. Is anyone with me today? You're walking in great power. I want to talk about worship for a moment today, but before I do, you know, I always want to share something with you that I've experienced. My brother was a year and three days older than me. You know, we were raised like twins and you know, we're a year and three days apart, but so we're about the same height. You know, it was, it was amazing being raised with a twin. At least people thought so. They would say, Oh, look at them. Aren't they cute? Look at the twins. And we weren't twins. We're a year and three days apart, but you know, nobody knew that. Well, as we grew up, we were close, just like twins had the same mannerisms. You know, Uh, we thought the same. He lived in Virginia. I lived in Texas. Whatever I was doing in Texas, he would be marrying the same thing in Virginia. We never have talked. It was utterly amazing, the connection that we had. Well, he worked for, you know, some of the largest companies in the nation. He had an amazing career. But something went amiss one day. And unbeknownst to me, I could feel he was distant. I could feel that things were changing but I couldn't put my hand on it. I mean, everything looked the same. It was a financial, just just magnificent with finances, just had a brain for it, you know? House paid off, cars paid for, investments, uh, insurance, pension set up, stocks and bonds. This man was amazing with finances, but something was going wrong in his life, and he began to lose weight, and he began to talk different. And there was a distance. It was something I couldn't put my hand on. I didn't have 
in touch with his mind like we usually had, you know, one another. We were still doing same things. We were still talking for hours on the phone, but yet there was a void. Something was different. And one Saturday morning, I got up and I began to feel, my mother said, you know, something's going on with Alan. You know, things aren't right. And and she began to tell me some things, but I, I just never thought he would go to the depths that he went to. So one Saturday morning, I got up because we would talk for hours on Saturday morning and because we both were off from work and he would fly all over the world and wherever he was flying, you know, he would talk to me. And then when he would get back in the States, we'd talk for hours. So one Saturday morning, I woke up and I, I was walking across the floor and it came to my mind. I said, um, I need to call Alan. And I said, well, no, I'll call him a little bit later. I've got to do this and this. We'll, we'll talk a little later today. And I'll never forget, I was walking across the floor, and I, this thought came to me. I said, he wouldn't take his own life. Oh, no, no, no. You know, he would never do that. And I thought again. I hesitated. I should call it. No, 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 no. He would never do that. So I went about doing what I needed to do. And a few hours later, my younger brother came to the door. And when he came to the door, I said, hi, hi, come on in. And he said, I need to speak to your husband. And I thought, what's wrong with him? And, you know, I went and got my husband and they were whispering and talking together and he wouldn't let me hear the conversation. He said, no, no, you can't be in here. Just he and I need to talk. And I said, okay. And I thought somebody's died. Something really has happened. This is not how my younger brother behaves. And then they both came out to get me with these solemn, just a solemn look on their face. And, and they said, I have something to tell you. My younger brother said, and I said, well, what is it? And he said, Alan is dead. And when he said that, my heart just could not take it. It just, it was such a tremendous blow to me. I simply could not understand. It took me a long time, weeks and weeks to get over that. You know, this ministry came out of the pain that I went through with that experience. I determined in my mind that no one would lose the way. I determined in my mind that I would encourage people and that I would begin to understand how the way could get so dark that one would give up their life. And so I'm here to encourage somebody today. Don't you ever ever give up. My brother lost his way because the enemy made him think that whatever he was going through, that he would not win. But I was much younger then. But I'm here to tell you today that whatever you may be facing, God has an answer to your situation. If we would turn to God in our darkest hour, in the darkest places where we stand, when When we seem alone, we are never alone. The presence of God is always with you. The Bible says depth, nor height, nor principalities. Nothing separates us from the love of God. Oh, my goodness. God is so powerful. His love prevails for us. If we would just rush into his arms when We have a problem. If we would be like King Asa, he was outnumbered. He only had half, just a little over half of what the Ethiopian army had. They had one million men and he had just about just over half of what they had. But when he sent his men out to handle the situation, the Bible says that King Asa prayed And he turned to God. And when he turned to God, remember what God did. He defeated 
the Ethiopian army of one million men. Flesh and blood could not help King Asa. We have to remember that in our darkest hour, turning to flesh and blood can be a comfort, but will it resolve our situation? Only God can resolve our situation. He may use someone to help us, but when we really become strong, the first person we turn to, and I do call him a person, is the Holy Spirit. We turn to God, and when we do, he promises to answer. Oh, my goodness. I thank you, Lord, that there is a higher power that we can turn to, that you hear us. Because we know, Lord, that you hear us, we know we have the petitions that we ask of you. When will we make up our minds? I'm going to lay down my life for my friends. I'm going to lay down my life to serve God. Oh, my goodness. When we love beyond our immediate self, our immediate people that are close to us, when we can love our enemies, when we can go beyond our present circumstance and seek God, when we turn to him in adverse circumstances, the power of God will rise up. You know, I often like to destroy some of those things they say. Um, They say, you know, those they says a lady said to me recently, she said, you know, I was telling her about how she was treating someone. She said, you know what? I don't like her, but I do love her, but I don't like her and I don't have to like her. I said, excuse me. I'm not sure where that came from. She said, well, I don't have to to like her, Valerie, but I do have to love her as a Christian. I said, can you help me out for a moment? Because I've been looking for that for a long time in my Bible and I cannot find it. Where in the Bible does it says you can like them and not love them? Where is that in the Bible? I don't find anywhere where Jesus said that because like is a seed of love. It is the beginning of love. So how are you going to love me if you don't like me? I said, excuse me, you've got to correct it because you're only fooling yourself and you don't want to walk around in darkness. I don't care what they say. If it's not in my Bible, then I am not going to take hold of a false belief. You can dislike what a person does but you must like them because if you don't like them, please don't try to tell me that you love them. You have to love your enemies enough to pray for them. God requires that of us. Praise God. He wants us to tap into the spirit realm. Worship is what God loves. Worship is a form of love and God responds to love. The more we love our brethren, the more we're able to love God. Rest assured that God loves you and he wants you to return that love back to him. Worshiping him song will cause your heart to rise in waves of love, confidence and adoration. This is powerful prayer. Now we're tapping into the spirit realm. He is also showing us that as we spend time alone with the father, Time alone with him, and he gives us revelation power. The father informed Jesus of what he was to say, and he showed him what to do. The Holy Spirit must become your instructor. He will call all things to your remembrance and instruct you and give you power. This is vitally important. When I say this, please take note. Be on time to prayer 
and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. We're talking about stepping into the spirit realm. Nothing is more important than your prayer life. Nothing can take the place of communion with God. Have a meeting place where you and God meet, you and he alone. Make a place for him. Put him in your schedule three times a day that you will visit with God. Psalms twenty-seven, fourteen. Wait for the Lord and be strong. Let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. When you make a place for the Lord, that's how he responds. His eyes will be open and his ears will be attentive to the prayers that you pray in that place. I'm telling you how to step into the spirit realm and receive power from on high. Oh my goodness. The presence of the Lord will dwell in that place that you have made for him. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. 